Hello, everyone. Welcome back, and thank you for joining us on the Live Unreal with Glover U podcast, where every week, Jeff Glover and his coaches will dive into deep questions that you are asking. They understand the challenges you are facing on a day-to-day basis and still work every day on the front lines of real estate, with Jeff and his team closing over 1,000 homes per year. In today's episode, Director of Operations at Live on Real Companies, Taylor Kerrigan, continues sharing the five essential aspects of an effective database marketing plan. Now, let's hear from Taylor. Okay. The next component of your database is mail. So we do four pieces of mail a day or a day, a year. That would be terrible. Four pieces of mail a year. And then we also add something extra to this that is new to our database plan that I'm going to share with you guys. So the four letters that we send every single year are first our spring letter. And I'll dive deeper into each of these. Our spring letter, our fall letter, a Christmas card or holiday card, and our year in review letter which goes out in January. So to dive deeper in both of those, or all four of those, the spring letter and the fall letter have the same setup to them. It's very easy for you to duplicate. And in true transparency, we did not get our spring letter out this year because the um, Michigan Baseball League were in their negotiations. And so we basically didn't have enough time to get it out before opening day started. So we're actually sending a summer letter this year. So if you also want to participate, you can do a summer letter with us. And there, the um, three components of the spring and the fall letter are as follows. Number one, you start with what is going on in the market. How do you figure out what's going on in the market? Look at your recent market stats. And that's usually a paragraph. Number two is what you've accomplished. So update them on your progress so far this year. If you called them in January and told them what your goal is, let them know how you're doing so far leading into spring and then again leading into into fall. It also could be, you know, if you're doing a lot of community work, let them know what community work you're doing. If you are, um, you know, expanding your business, let them know the expansions that you've made. If you've added something new to your business or new team members, let them know that you've added new team members. So whatever it is that you've done within your business. And then the last part, we always talk about how we gave back. So if you know Jeff Glover and Associates, you know that we have Glover's Heroes, which is a nonprofit that Jeff founded a few years ago. And we give back to police officers, veterans, things like that. So that's what we talk about in ours. However, what you can talk about is whatever you're doing in your community. Say you just did a local food drive. Say, you know, for myself, I'm with the animal rescue. I'd be talking about how many animals thus far we saved this year. You can find something that you're doing locally in your community and talk about it for two or three sentences. And by the way, if you're not doing something for your community, you need to start because people want to work with people who do good things. And it's another opportunity for yourself to show that you're giving back as you're having success. Okay. So the three parts of those letters, the first starts with a market update. The second is what have you done so far this year? And then the third is how you gave back. Now, if you pay attention, our spring and fall letters also correlate with a client event. 
So we always make sure to invite them to whatever client event that we're hosting. So the spring one, for example, is inviting them to opening day, which is why we didn't get to do the spring letter because we only had a couple weeks notice on opening day. And then also our fall letter is inviting them to that zoo event. Okay. I always get the question of, so do you just do a letter and an envelope? No, we also include a magnet. Um, the magnet is usually the Detroit Tigers baseball schedule, or it is the Detroit Lions football schedule. So obviously, you know, pick your local teams. We buy them from a website called Markful, M-A-R-K-F-U-L. Markful is the company. And we throw those in there as well. Obviously, the whole point is they have our picture on their fridge and they're seeing us literally every time they open the fridge. Okay. Jeff asked the question, um, for phone and mail, are you referring to all of the database, just clients or exchange? So for this, we are referring for the first three, actually the, the four of the database components um, are all to our past clients in Sphere. I'll tell you the one that you give to the exchange as well. And it's solely from a cost standpoint. So we'll get to that. Okay. So those are the four letters that we do. We do the spring letter and the fall letter. And then we do a Christmas or holiday card, which obviously that's self-explanatory. We use um, the gallery collection is the name of the company that we buy our Christmas cards through. And it's great because they will um, address them all for us. So we don't have to worry about any of that. We also include, again, another magnet. Love magnets here. <laughs> the 2023 magnet. We throw those in there too. Our rule of thumb is that those need to be in the mail by December 1st, no later. Why do you think that is? Someone's got it. Because not, if not somebody else has already sent it and they're going to have somebody else's picture on the fridge. Happens yeah. to me. <laughs> yeah. You know, they're not going to take Miranda off the fridge to put Michelle up. <laughs> Sorry, Michelle. You know, it, you have to be the first one that they receive. And if your dentist or your attorney or whatever gets to it before you, unfortunately, your yours is not going to make it on the fridge. I've never seen anyone have three 2023 20, magnets on their fridge. Okay. All right. And then the last but not least is the year in review. And that actually follows the same format as the spring and fall letter, the three parts. Again, ultimately, we're just letting them know how we ended up that year. We told you our goal, and now we're telling you how we resulted with that goal. And we're thanking you for supporting us with that. Okay. And David asked, yes, it seems like the Christmas holiday card would only be followed by the other one a few weeks later. That is absolutely true. So the Christmas holiday card goes out December 1st. The year in review letter goes out by mid-January. And that's on purpose. Okay, now this is a new part to the mail that I mentioned that has not been included in our database plan before. Some of you have probably heard me talk about it, but it's our very important client boxes. So I'm actually now including this through Glover U as part of our database plan. Essentially what the very important client boxes are is out of your past client and sphere database, you should identify who your top you know, 10 or 20% is. And you need to consistently be doing something special to show them appreciation. And so you need to also determine how you want to decide who that top 10 or 20% is. Is it the person who refers you the most? Is it the person who you know has done the most business with you? Is it the person who has done the largest sales with you? You personally have to decide who your top 10 or 20% is within your database. 
What we do within our organization is we have our very important client boxes every single month. We send them out on behalf of our agents. Every month has a theme. So for example, April's theme was a Jeff Glover and Associates umbrella with flower seeds. And it said, April showers, bring May flowers. Okay. Um, May's box was Cinco de Mayo themed. It had, you know, a whole tortilla chip, salsa, a maraca, margarita mix. Um, June's theme is coming out next week for our agents. And it says, um, have a ball this summer. And don't forget to give me a call if I can help with buying or selling a home. So we have a beach ball in there. We've got some sunscreen. We've got some Jeff Glover and Associates sunglasses that we're throwing in there. Um, lemonade mix. All of those things, if you're hearing, are low cost, right? I think probably it's costing us maybe $8, $7 for each of these boxes. Then we mail them out to each of our clients. Um, if you can, I would encourage you actually to door knock them and drop them off. Obviously the face-to-face -face interaction is a better return on investment for our organization. We cover the entire state of Michigan. So it's a little bit hard for our agents to do that, but you will see a better return on investment. So Don Bass, I see you on our zoom today. Next time we send out your June boxes, I actually encourage you to drop them off versus mailing them. Um, Beth asked, does that cost include the box itself as well? Yes, it does. A lot of people ask the question of which company do we order our boxes through? It's U-Line, the letter U and then the word line. We buy a crinkle paper, throw some crinkle paper in there, um, and then we mail them out. I was looking to see if I had one laying around here to show you guys. I don't think I do. Um, but again, so people always ask the question, how do you figure out what goes in the box? What's going on that month, right? Last, this month, Cinco de Mayo. Next month, it's summer. So I picked a summer theme. All of the stuff that we put in there, you can buy on Amazon and you can buy in bulk. You assemble them really quick. It takes us maybe one afternoon. We mail them out. Okay. So that's the, the final part to the mail. So you've got four letters a year. And then in my opinion, you've got a client box either once a month or you do it quarterly. It's up to you. Our agents, personally, um, most of them, we, Don asked, are you going to send them to me? Yes, we will drop them off to you so that way you can go take them to everyone else. Um, most of our agents send them out every single month. Some of them send them every, every other month. They rotate between like an A and a B list so that way the clients get them, you know, every other month. Um, some of our agents do them quarterly. Essentially, each month we de debut the box and then they can decide how many or how little they want to order. Don, I will say, does the, you know, the most, usually, like he said, between 50 and 60. We have some agents who only do five. It's up to you. We don't care how many you want to do. It's, it's completely up to you. And Ellie said, do you have a schedule for that? Yes, we do every month. And then the agents just choose which months they want to participate in. For those of you that run a team, the best way for you to do this, you pay for half and they pay for half. So if the box total is $8, they're paying $4, we're paying $4, and then we handle the execution of getting them out. It's a good way to get their buy-in in the program as well and make sure that they're actually following up those clients and so forth. A little bit of skin in the game, okay? All right, so that's the last part of the mail. We're gonna move on to email. So Jeff, to answer your question, this one is where I would include the Exchange database. And ultimately, at the end of the day, yes, we could offer the other things to our Exchange database, Yet when we figure, you know, a sign call, the, you know, with the amount of opportunities that you have coming in, 
they're not always going to result in clients, right? Let's be honest. And so if I send every single one of these people a letter in the mail, that's obviously at 80,000 people going to get very expensive, very quick. <laughs> so I guess I'm cheap and I just email to them instead. And then it's obviously still staying in front of them. It's just at a more cost-effective um, format, in my opinion. Okay, so for email, we do 12 emails a year. I'm gonna share with you some examples of different things that we send out. My number one rule of thumb is you are never to do a market update email. Please never add me to your email distribution and have the letter or the subject line be Jessica's May market update. You're always going to, and honestly, I, I've had coaching clients where I've asked them, hey, listen, I know you've done it this way for two years. I'm just gonna ask you for the next six months to change the titles to some of the suggestions that I gave you and tell me what your open rate has changed to. Their open rate skyrockets because it's not just another sales email. We're coming from contribution and the agents who come from contribution and show a value to their clients are the ones that get a return on their business. Okay, so here's some examples. Example number one, every state has 4th of July fireworks. Every state usually has a news station or a newspaper that debuts all of the different locations that there's gonna be fireworks. Find it, make an email surrounding it and send it out to your people. You know, if you service uh, primarily one area, say it's, you know, Oakland County's 4th of July fireworks schedule for the next two weeks. Send that out. I promise you families in your, your um, past client and sphere database are going to appreciate having that in one spot. Another one that we've done in the past is Jeff's top five cider mills. Now, no, we did not send Jeff to every cider mill and have him rank them, although he probably would have enjoyed that. Uh, we just found the top five that another um, news station did and we compared it with a different news station and we picked the five that we thought looked the best. <laughs> and sent that out and that was Jeff's top five cider mills. Same thing, you can do that too, that's your fall one. Um, in Michigan, we're known for our Michigan colors. Do a, a email blast about the different places to see the Michigan colors. Say you guys have a great local basketball or baseball team. Promote, you know, that it's, you know, Miggy's 3000th, whatever hit, pitch, whatever that was, clearly you can tell I don't watch baseball. But do things that like people are actually going to open, okay? Uh, I don't think he pitches. I think he just hits. So I guess it's 3000. Yep. Okay. Brandy shaking her head. Yes. <laughs> so my point is, is come up with things that people would actually open. I've also said, you know, a way to make this really easy is refer to the national holidays. So I constantly look up June national holidays and I scroll the month to try to see, you know, whatever, like an example is national chocolate chip cookie day. I've asked Jeff's mom before for her chocolate chip recipe, and I literally created an email and sent it out to the database, and the subject line was Jeff's mom's chocolate chip cookie recipe on National Chocolate Chip Cookie Day, right? You pair the two together, okay? So you don't have to, I think what ends up happening with a lot of people is that they like they want to do an email blast every single month, and they resort to the market update because that's easy. Now, at the bottom of your emails, you can absolutely give a brief market update, right? It's spring, sales prices are up. You know, we're looking at, you know, homes that have increased in value $50,000, $60,000 over the last year. If you want to know what your home's value is, give me a call. It could be the last sentence at the end. It is never the focus, though. Okay. Always come from contribution. Always come with something fun that they'd want to read. 
Okay. I also have always followed the rule of thumb and you probably see it in our Glover U email sometimes. The less it less is better, less is more, right? You don't want to constantly give it away what they're going to be reading in the email. We want them to open it and do a quick scroll. Robert asks the question, is there a specific date that you send the email out? Obviously, if it's in relation to a day like National Chocolate Chip Cookie Day, it's obviously going to go on that day. Otherwise, I try to do it on like Wednesdays or Tuesdays. I see that when we send emails on the weekend, people are too busy. I also always try to do it either early in the morning, meaning that they watch it for or they read it while they're um, drinking their coffee or number two, you know, at the end of the day when they're winding down. I try to not send it in the middle of the day because it ends up getting lost in the shuffle. Okay. Now someone asked the question of, can these email blasts be used for Facebook? Yes. So the point that I made earlier when I said, um, do a recording of yourself in the Facebook group of the local market updates and download it, that could be something that you drop at the bottom of the email. So there's a video of you. Don't feel like you have to rethink a social media post a mail post, an email post, you can repurpose these things. And the reason why I say that is because not all consumers respond the same way. A consumer may respond better to your social media post than they do the piece of mail that you receive. Another consumer may respond better to the phone call that you left versus the email that you sent. So don't feel like someone's going to say, oh man, I saw they posted that on Facebook. They also left me that in a phone call and I got that in the mail. That has literally never happened and it won't happen. So you don't feel like you have to recreate that every single time, okay? Um, Jeanette asked the question, MailChimp has a 2000 per month for free. Um, we've used Constant Contact or we, we do pay for MailChimp. It's not that expensive. Constant Contact and MailChimp are the two that we've used, okay? And then last but not least, the fifth part of the database component is events. So I mentioned earlier, pay attention to when you're hosting your event for your database. Are you pairing it around a time that is either right before your busy season or in your busy season? For example, I will never host an event the week before Christmas. One, no one's going to attend. And two, that doesn't help me, right? It's not like people are getting ready to put their home on the market leading into January. Instead, we host the Tigers opening day event and that's paired with April. What starts in April, everyone starts thinking about getting their home ready for sale and or getting it ready for sale. So if you're hosting these events, you need to make sure that you are pairing it for when it makes sense um, for your business, depending on where you're located. Okay. Um, also, side note, when we host our events at Jeff Glover and Associates, we host two big events a year that are our Jeff Glover and Associates events. But then we encourage our agents to host their own events. And the reason why we do that is because for those of you that manage teams, um, as your business continues to grow, people won't necessarily have a relationship with Jeff, right? A buyer or a seller doesn't have a relationship with Jeff. They have a relationship with Don. And so we want to invite them to those big events so they can see the power of the organization. But it's also important for Don to have a personal connection with those clients, not Jeff. Right. They're not working with Jeff. They're working with Don, who works with Jeff Glover and Associates. So we encourage our agents to host smaller client events through the year. And when I talk, when I say smaller, I mean like 25, 30, 50, 75 people versus a couple hundred for the big events that we host. 
When we host them, and I'm going to give you some examples of some of the events that we host, we encourage our agents to pick one. We plan it for them. We take care of everything. We just ask them to split the cost with us 50-50. And again, that reasoning is because we want them to have some skin in the game and making sure that they've got attendance and so forth. So examples of smaller client events you can do, a cider mill event is super easy. Um, you can do a movie theater event. You can do a happy hour. During COVID, we did a lot of virtual cooking classes, which were pretty cool. Um, you could do a barbecue. That's one that we've done before. We've done a tailgate before. Um, obviously you can do pie events and things like that. I'm not the biggest fan of those, but you can do a pie event. Basically things that are a smaller scale that gives you one-on-one -on -one interaction. And the reason why people always like cringe when I say I don't love pie events, the reason why I don't love them is because they're there for five minutes picking up the pie and then they get in their car and they leave. <laughs> Where at a cider mill event, they're sticking around for a little while, they're going on a hayride, you know, they're doing all of that kind of stuff where I'm able to be around them for a little bit longer. So when you consider expense, I would prefer an event where I can stay with them for 90 minutes versus them grabbing something for three and then heading in their car. Okay, and then last but not least, um, under events, the last thing is, and I know we talk about this all the time at different Glover U events, so most of you probably know this, anytime you are hosting an event, encourage someone in that database, so in that past client or sphere database, to invite a friend. So if I'm inviting Jessica, I'm encouraging Jessica to also bring Alex to the event or one of her friends, because now if I didn't have a relationship with Alex, guess what? Now I do, because they came to my event, they had a good time, they got a chance to meet with me, and now I've added them to that sphere and past client database, okay? They're part of my sphere now. They're part of Randy's sphere. Now they're my sphere, okay? Now I'm also adding them on Facebook and increasing that, that relationship a little bit more. That is the quickest and cheapest way to double your database with your highest quality of client because they already can trust you because their friend used you or knows you. You brought them to their your event where you showed them appreciation and they didn't even do any business with you. And then three, you stayed connect, connected with them. Jessica asked the best way to capture their info is have at all of these events, you need to have like an Eventbrite or something where they register in advance and you encourage them, you know, hey, you've got four tickets, you know, register Jessica, Wing Wing and your two friends, okay? And so when you get that information, you then add that to your database. I personally do not add them to my exchange database and I'm gonna tell you why I add them to the past client and sphere instead is because they already came to something and they hung out with me for a time period. They are a lot deeper in my sales funnel, in my opinion, than a sign call that called and I've been reaching out to them three or four times and they haven't returned my phone calls. That's someone that I wanna make sure receives this five key components on an annual basis because they are most likely to return that business to me, okay? So now homework for you all. I wouldn't be a coach unless I assigned you homework. The best way for you to implement these five database components is I want you to print out a June, July, August, September, October, November, and December calendar. Lay them out and figure out for the remainder of this year, what months are you sending a piece of mail? 
What months are you doing the phone calls? What are your email blasts each month? And what client event are you hosting between now and the end of the year, if not two? Where you will succeed with seeing that increase of your database business, you know, going from 15 to 52% is if you plan it out in advance versus trying to figure it out as you go. The number one mistake agents make is they're like, oh man, it's June. What am I going to do for my database this year? You should be planning for June back in March. Obviously, we can't go back in time, so you at least need to be planning for it now between the end of the year. And it's 100 times easier if you have a calendar like this where you're writing out all of those things. And then that way, I know on the 26th that I need to be sending out this email and I can start working on it on the 1st or the 2nd versus waiting until the 26th. The quality of what you send out is going to be a lot better when we're more proactive versus reactive with that. And it's going to be a whole lot less stressful on you because you know it for the rest of the year. You just got to go through and implement it. Okay. All right. Awesome. So that is our five database components. Let Jeff know that I've revised the database plan, please. And I've determined that this is our new database plan at Gloverview moving forward. From the person who actually implements it, I feel like I have the right to rename it. So there it is. What kind of questions do you have about what we talked about today? What things do you feel like you need to implement that you haven't been? What things um, you know, are you already doing that you can maybe double down on? Or what was your biggest aha that you're like, oh crap, I gotta get better here. Drop them in the chat or ask questions if you want me to you know, clarify on anything that we talked about. I know there were a few that I potentially may have missed. Where are you traveling to right now, Heather? Or is that a Zoom background? No, I'm I'm at the airport. My flight got delayed. <laughs> so I'm going to New York my for my birthday. <laughs> um, I was curious if, along with your spring and fall letters where you mention your events that you're having, are you also sending out like a separate like invitation to these events via mail or is it just included in that? letter it's in that letter so like with our Detroit Tigers opening day event um I was hoping I had one sitting here I don't um we are sending it actually looks like a Tigers ticket like if you were going to the Tigers game and we send four of those in there again the reason why we're sending four is because two are for them and two are for a friend so we're throwing that in there too so in that letter is the actual letter itself the Detroit Tigers baseball magnet, and then four ticket invites. Now, obviously, if that works for that event, otherwise it would just be like a postcard invite that we also slide into that. But yeah, absolutely. Okay. Um, Jeanette asked, can you please repeat the homework? Yes, it's figure out what you're doing. What are you implementing between now and the end of the year? Look at each month and figure out what your email blast is. What day does it need to go out? Laura asked, do you ever ask for the referral um, throughout the year or is it just the January calls? Naturally, when I am stay, staying in front of them consistently on a monthly, quarterly basis, I'm indirectly asking for it. I'll tell you, in my opinion, our agents who have and follow this database plan to a T actually don't have to ask for the business. It naturally just comes. If your realtor was sending you a gift every other month because you're one of their top clients, who are you going to remember when your friend says that they're considering buying or selling? You're not going to consider the realtor down the street. I'm going to consider the realtor who's been sending me something every single month or coming from value. 
Jeff asked the new social media calendar. Is that the one that was shared at the summit? No, we revised it actually. So make sure you get the new one. We added a couple more things to it. Okay, what else? Um, Alicia asked, can you repeat what you put in the summer box? Yes, it has a beach ball. So honestly, guys, if you want to start this next month, here you go. This is what you put in it. Um, I don't have one put together yet. It's, I debut it on Tuesday. It's a beach ball. It's a lemonade packet. It's a small thing of sunscreen. It's um, sunglasses. It's a... Um, I actually found them on Amazon. It's a flip flop bottle opener. I think I got like 40 of them for 40 bucks. And then um, I think that's it. And then it's got this little have a ball this summer card that you put in it. You throw some crinkle paper in there. You throw all the stuff in. And then obviously I prefer that you drop it out to them. But if you can't, then mail it. Okay, boxes, how big are they? that size it cost maybe anywhere from five to six dollars to mail alicia asked is that for your top 20 percent clients um so it's up to you. you you know as an agent if you want to send it to your entire database absolutely it's just gonna be really expensive i encourage our agents to you know whoever has maybe recently sent you a referral send one to them um send it to your best referring clients you know, send it to someone. If you know that their birthday's in June, send it to them in June. You know, you can use your discretion on who you want to send it to. Katie's right. She said you line. And then Katie also asked, do you track what your best ROI is after the five different types of forms? Um, are you, if you're referring to the database components, I'll tell you our number one return on investment is our events because it we're physically, oh, Sarah's got a box. See, she's holding, I don't know if you guys can see, she's holding one. It's kind of blurry in the background. That's actually one of the bigger ones. We put a wine bottle in that. That was something different that we were doing, but they're no, you know, they're like this size. Um, the return on investment we get the most from are events, right? Because they also cost the most in most cases. So, and, and also you're in front of them for 90 minutes. So we hosted our Detroit Tigers opening day event back in April. And I know from that event, we had at least 10 to 15 sales as a result of that. But we also had 800 people in attendance. So, you know, figure out that whatever that ratio is, but you'll always have your highest return on investment from a client event because you just saw them face-to-face. -face. You'll never be a face-to-face. Beth asked, how far in advance do you need to order the boxes? Are they the same box every month? Um, no, you just order them off a of Uline and they take two days to arrive. It's pretty easy. It's a great company. Okay. Maybe I need to open up a very important client um, box company where you guys can just order your boxes <laughs> and we just sit here and, and box them every day. Then I'll tell Jeff that I have an idea for a new company. Okay. All right. Well, thanks guys. If you have any other questions, feel free to reach out, drop them in the inner circle. And if you just like Jessica, you know, said, Hey, listen, I need you to dive deeper in the database components. I want to implement this stuff in my business. If you also ever have something like that, shoot me the idea. And if I have enough people who ask questions on it and I've got, you know, enough content that I can feel, fill it with, I will always, you know, hop on these for you anytime you need them. Thanks for being a part of the Glover You family. Talk to you guys later. Thank you for taking your time to join Taylor today on the Live Unreal with Glover U podcast. To get started on having an unreal business, take the real estate self-assessment. 
After you complete the assessment, a member of Glover U will get on a call with you to create an action plan to improve your score. Go to www.gloveru.com self. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe. Search for Live Unreal with Glover U on iTunes, Podbean, or Spotify, and subscribe today. Until next time.